Hello, honey, and welcome to Honey Do Me Podcast. I'm Cass. And I'm Emma, and we're just two gals looking for a good lay. Aren't we all? (laughs) But when it comes to sex, we're just as lost as you and have no idea what we're doing. Luckily, we will stop at nothing to get the answers we need. Cue our expert guests. We're ready to overshare and ask all the embarrassing questions so you don't have to. By the end of every episode, you will be dripping in actionable steps and ready to take on the damn world. Or at least take it from behind. (laughs) (laughs) So tell us, honey. How How do you do you? We're already in. Oh my God. We're already inside. I'm not even going to play around with niceties because you have a big day today. I know. I do. Tell the people what you're doing. (laughs) I'm having a boy over. (laughs) I'm having a boy over to sleep over. And I already know that he's going to sleep over (sighs) because he had to bring his retainer and he had to know (laughs) if he had to bring his retainer or not. And that's called planning. That's called planning. That's not weaponized incompetence. That's competence. That's competence, baby. Uh But I also want to talk about really quick, like backtrack one thing. Yeah. Um, We've been doing a lot of car makeout sessions Uh and it's been amazing. So we've started or we've had it where I'm like straddling him. Mm -hmm. But yesterday I was sitting to the side of him and he was sitting. So we were like kind of kissing to the side and Mm -hmm. I had one leg over him. Um, And then it started getting like hot and heavy. And he did this like knee flick where he grabbed my leg that was already Mm -hmm. over him and it just like propelled me onto his lap. Oh, his dick is (laughs) (laughs) So like with one motion, I was sitting and then I was straddling him and he, he did that. So he's strong. He's really strong. (laughs) That made it sound like you needed to be really strong to do that, which is not what I meant. I just meant. So he must be used to picking up really, really heavy, big things. He's an Olympic weightlifter. (laughs) That's not nice. But um, yeah, so that was really fun. But that's like an awkward angle too. Like that takes some like strength, but also like functional strength. Yeah. And we love to see functional strength because that means he's going to age well. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And that's what I'm talking about. Exactly. And he's really good at hair pulling. He does a good like up the skull and grab. Nice. It's good stuff. But yes, I'm having him over tonight and he's going to sleep over. And what are you going to (laughs) do? I'm going to do dick surveillance (laughs) and see see what we're working with. See what's between betwixt betwixt them twigs. (laughs) Betwixt them trunks. I don't know. I don't know what his legs look like. I haven't met him. I haven't met him. Hi. You're listening. I fucking hope not. I really hope not, to be honest. Um, Yeah. Dick surveillance. So I was talking to Cass right before we hit record, Mm -hmm. and then we're like, let's just talk about this. I don't know how to reach for lube for a hand job. She didn't like my suggestions. I said to have it on her already. She immediately. No, she didn't just say have it on you. I said, how do I reach for lube? And you stuck one hand down your shirt and you're like, well, I think you should just have it on. I you. meant like a packet. Not like a whole bottle. What if you like already rubbed it on your tits? <laughs> and like, so you just scooping. <laughs> but then it just be mixed with sweat and like. I'm not sweaty. I don't know what oh, you're talking okay. about. I'm sorry. I never sweat. As my butt is like sweating on this, <laughs> I'm like, uh, speak for yourself. <laughs> the sweatiest bitch. But yeah, I don't know how to reach for it. And I know we fucking talk about that all the time when it comes to lube and like 
how to do stuff, but I'm now in the situation. I don't know how to do it. I'm picturing. Okay. I'm going to go through a scene. It's also real quick. It's yeah. a squeeze bottle. Cause I had to throw out my other punk oh, one. Cause you used it Cause on I used dog. it on my dog stick. <laughs> So this is like a for little... medical purposes, people. Yeah, if you didn't, if you didn't hear catch that intro, that one. <laughs> <laughs> if you didn't catch that one last week, uh, well, let's go ahead medical. and make some disclaimers. Yeah. <laughs> As Wiener was stuck, you put lube on it to make it suck back in. That well, is how it works. <laughs> anyway, so I threw out that one, and now mm-hmm. this one's a squeeze bottle, it's like like toothpaste. Uh, yeah, it's the really small lovability one. Okay, got it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a very watery lube just so you okay. know so be careful so, like like ketchup on a t- like put it in your hand first don't put it straight on the dick because it will just slide off okay. and i know you love your covers i love my covers okay um yeah it's a small bottle so you could keep it on you, you keep it up your ass i could just put it betwixt my cheeks yeah <laughs> and that just, don't put it up your put it up your vagina because that will there's a stopper yeah your ass will keep keep eating it Keep eating it. But then maybe if you squeeze really tight, if it's in your ass, it'll squirt out <laughs> like a pump. Like a pump. <laughs> and then so I'm just gonna need you out. to back your dick up to my ass, and uh, you're not going in. Don't make him go there. You you squeeze in your hand, and then you bring it around, and you offer it like pudding. <laughs> like pudding. <laughs> pudding on a hot summer's day. <laughs> No one eats pudding on a hot day. Speak for yourself. You eat clumpy chocolate pudding on a hot day. I don't eat chocolate pudding. I eat vanilla pudding. Ew, of course you do. That's, I like, it's the only kind I like. Don't. <laughs> yes, I do. Mm. <laughs> I do like to have- Ew. It's not you. There's balls in it. I don't know what it is. I am nervous about balls. Oh, yeah. I'm always nervous about balls. Uh, But yeah, that's my plan, and I'll give you guys updates as long as it goes well. I'm really happy for you. I guess if it doesn't go well, too, I'll let you know. Updates all around, I think, either way. I hope he doesn't listen to the eight minutes of me talking about how I might touch his dick. You're going to touch his dick. (laughs) You're going to. Not like, not consensually, but like touch it he wants you to touch his dick <laughs> everything you've told me about him unless we know he wants you to touch his dick <laughs> and okay. i mean that sincerely i mean that sincerely well uh i don't know how to transition this into what we're talking about today um you can touch dick with this method we are talking with davy ward erickson all about tantra mm-hmm. and we know that's kind of like a scary word it's intimidating you're like oh do i have to be like super spiritual and all that stuff like this is such a fucking practical episode and even more importantly than the practicality this is how to fuck like a bridgerton yes it <laughs> is how to get the fucking passion and like pleasure and connectedness like that you see mm-hmm. in bridgerton because that's that's what she wrote an article specifically on. season two yeah. we are talking about just like that fucking Passion. Passion. So if you want to have a passionate fucking romp in the hay. Stick around. Stick around. Damn. Okay. You're welcome. Yeah. We'll see you on the other side of this. Get Hot on. and heavy. Hot and heavy. I am Davy Ward Erickson, and I am the founder of the Institute of Authentic Tantra Education here in beautiful British Columbia. Uh, and we are the first and only government accredited school for tantra, tantra holistic healing in the world, which is pretty cool. 
Um, uh, I started the organization in 2017. That's when the Institute was founded. Uh, and before that, I worked more in personal coaching. So since 2009, I have been uh, leading uh, women, men, and couples through tantric, lineage-based tantric practices to heal and to connect and to cultivate, to cultivate more intimacy and pleasure. Oh, that sounds wonderful. And we would love to start with a definition of what Tantra is for people who might not know. Yeah, yeah. AKA Cass and Al. So Tantra is an ancient spiritual science that was developed and cultivated in India uh, over 5,000 years ago. And there are many different styles of Tantra, many different traditions, lineages of practice. And so all Tantra is not the same. Uh, that's a mis misconception that everyone who's practicing Tantra is practicing the same thing. We're not, I can guarantee you. Um, so it's very specific to the tradition that, so, that people practice it. Mm -hmm. What most people think of ta about Tantra in the West is what we refer to as Neo-Tantra, which is an adaptation of this ancient science, usually from the Hindu tradition. Uh, and the emphasis in Neo-Tantra is more on the sexuality, more on like um, intimate couples partner, couple practices. So there's more of an emphasis on the sexuality versus the spirituality, which isn't necessarily a bad thing given Western society. But if you take the spirituality out of Tantra, it's not Tantra anymore. It is a spiritual science. So it's really about weaving all aspects of our humanity, the sexual, the emotional, the spiritual, and the physical. Wow, that sounds like a big challenge, <laughs> honestly. What is, what is the purpose of Tantra? What are we using it for? In our tradition, it's to heal and to become more present and more anchored in bliss and equanimity, openness, clarity, and joy, to be a healthier, happier human being. That ultimately is the, the end goal of Tantra. If your Tantra practice is not creating more pleasure and joy, then it's not the right practice for you. So it's really about living a life that's fully expressed, fully grounded, fully whole and healthy. There's a lot of emphasis in the work that I do on healing trauma because we are trauma-informed, you know, we practice Tantra with a trauma-informed lens. And so uh, trauma is often think the thing that blocks us from joy and bliss and pleasure. So a lot of the way we use our Tantric methods like breathing, meditation, visualization, movement practices, all of that is really with the understanding that we already are happy, healthy, whole human beings. We just have stuff in the way. So it's about clearing what we call blocks to bliss so that we can experience more of our ultimate potential. That's really beautiful. It is beautiful. I love that. I love a focus on joy. Um, and you started to give some examples like meditation, breathing, all of that. Can you give a couple more like really practical, like daily examples of what Tantra can look like? Yeah, yeah. So so I'll share that, that what we teach is, uh, is based on the four pillars of healing. So we have practices that are meditation practices, movement practices, connection practices, and pleasure practices. So what this could look like is when you first wake up in the morning, putting one hand over your heart center and one hand on your belly and just breathing into your body to connect with your body. Oftentimes people wake up in their heads, their thoughts are going a mile a minute, right? You have all the blah, 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 what you got to do today. So taking a few moments to connect to your body and connect with your breath can help quiet the mind and regulate your nervous system. So that when you get out of bed, you're coming from a place of anchor and peace as opposed to the frantic frenzy that's usually happening. Does that make sense? 
Yeah, it sounds like something I need. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you explain my mornings. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, could you maybe give some examples of how, like, like you said, it's not just sex, mm-hmm. but how does it involve sex, and in what ways, like, is tantra used in the bedroom? Yeah. So I would say the primary one of the first points is getting present. So just like we wake up in the morning sometimes and that mind won't shut off. Have you ever been in a sexual situation where your mind won't shut up? Yeah, that was me last night, right? (laughs) I can't feel anything because I'm in my head. Um, So so Tantra methods for when you recognize that to help you reconnect with your body and be present. And so something as simple as noticing, oh, I'm, I'm not present right now, I'm completely in my thoughts, and then focusing on your breath. So your breath is your gateway to the present moment. So just bringing your attention back to your breath to reconnect with the present moment and then communicating with your partner. So that's an, another aspect of Tantra is how do we talk to each other and how do we talk to each other about our pleasure, particularly in the bedroom, because nobody taught us how to do that. Right. Nobody said, okay, when you want, you know, them to go lighter, then you just say, hey, could you go lighter when you want it faster or, you know, a different way you just communicate. No, we're actually like, just kind of, I I can start like fumbling around in the dark most of the time having sex and nobody's talking. We're moaning, we're screaming, we're arching our back, but nobody's (laughs) saying harder, please, or softer, please, or move to the left, please. Right. Right. So, so a critical aspect of Tantra, particularly about sexuality is how do we communicate? How do I authentically communicate? communicate to you about my pleasure while we're having an, having the pleasure in a way that you can hear and receive. Because it, the more you know about what's working for me, the better you can do your job of giving me pleasure. And the more I know about what's working for you, the better I can do my job in giving you pleasure. So once I've reconnected with myself using the previous scenario, the next step would be to communicate to my partner, hey, I'm feeling a little disconnected or I'm having trouble staying present. Could you make eye contact with me and breathe with me to help me ground into this moment? And eye contact is another big part of Tantra, eye gazing, it's kind of like foo-foo, you know, people talk about it, but it actually has a really uh, measurable physiological effect. When we make prolonged eye contact as human beings, it's bonding. Our bodies start producing oxytocin, which is the, the bonding hormone. Also, it signals the ventral vagal pathway that it's safe to connect. So eye gazing and eye connection can be a way of regulating the nervous system and attuning your, to your partner emotionally. Yeah, that just all, it, it sounds so logical, but I feel like the word Tantra just like scares a lot of people off or makes it seem like an inaccessible practice, but it really can be so easy for people to practice Tantra. Exactly. It's very practical. That's the thing that I love about this specific tradition. It's if nothing else is practical. And my llama, my teacher often says, if it doesn't work, don't use it. Like, don't keep doing it if it doesn't work. Some people in the field of sacred sexuality have removed the word tantra because of exactly that, because it's, you know, it's, it can be triggering or stimulating. And so in that, in that realm, it's just like mindful, mindful connection, mindful sex. It's just really about being present and connected. And tantra has the spirituality attached to it. And so that could be a, a turnoff for some people who aren't, you know, spiritually oriented. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but ultimately, all we're talking about is, is the nervous system. Like I often say that in terms of sexuality specifically, Tantra is all about priming the nervous system. It's all about understanding how the autonomic nervous system works and working with it to facilitate connection and pleasure. 
Mm-hmm. Well, we've definitely like strayed away from exploring the Tantra subject on the podcast. Cause we're like, mm-hmm. oh, I don't really know if people would be into that. It seems like something that's like really high up there. You have to be really spiritual, which you're saying it does have those aspects. Um, how are you learning and educating yourself about the spiritual aspect? Is that reading? Is that classes? Is that like tapping into your own spirituality? Like how mm-hmm. does that part work? Yeah, I would say all of the above. So again, depending on your lineage of Tantra, it's going to have different um, uh, curriculum, we'll say associated with it. So in our particular tradition, we're very have there's a, an emphasis on sitting meditation. So there's very specific meditation practices that we do. Uh, it's Tibetan five element Tantra, and I have all kinds of free videos explaining what that is for people who resonate with it. And we work with your chakras and energy body and all that fun stuff, right? So, so that is, that is one way of accessing Tantra. Um, another way is, um, uh, I'm sorry, I actually forgot your question. <laughs> okay, just learning about the spirituality aspect within Tantra, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so learning about the spirituality. So for us, we learn through our practice, but then of course there's books to read. So there's a, a book called Healing with Form, Energy, and Light, which talks about the Tibetan five element tradition, so you can read more about it. Uh, I've created tons of videos so people can learn more about this tradition. Um, and yeah, so there's a variety of resources that people can use to learn more about the spiritual aspects, but really, honestly, it's about what, what arises your own internal insights that arise as a result of your practice. So you mentioned journaling and, and self-connecting. That's a huge component because it's about the treasure in your own heart and all these little gems that arise as a result from quieting the mind and getting present with ourselves. There's magic in that moment. And that's, that's the juice of Tantra. Mother's Day is around the corner, and whether you're celebrating your mama, grandma, guardian, or yourself, celebrate with the mother of all self-care routines by trying out Osea's Mega Moisture Duo. This duo delivers a one-two punch in luxurious body care moisturizers with their Anduria Algae Body Oil and Anduria Collagen Body Lotion, both featuring Osea's signature all-natural citrusy scent. I use both the body lotion and the Anduria Algae Body Oil once I get out of the shower, and I use it literally everywhere. This duo is my go-to for feeling glowy and hydrated for literal days, and the Osea Signature Scent is one of my faves because it's not overwhelming, um, but it's like a delicious and fresh smell that just lasts. Since 1996, Osea has been making seaweed-infused skincare that is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Treat mom to the everyday spa experience she deserves with clean, vegan skin and body care from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code DOOMY at oseamalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to oseamalibu.com. Malibu.com and use code D-E-W-M-E for 10% off. Sounds like it. It's beautiful. <laughs> it's beautiful. Okay. So how we found you and your work was actually through an article where you talked about Tantra in regards to Bridgerton. So it is no secret that we are big fans. I literally of screamed when she told me that. Yeah. I was like, are you kidding me? I'm so excited. Because I think, you know, in a similar vein to Tantra, that passion that we see in like season two specifically also feels kind of inaccessible. It's like, right. oh, that must just be like, you find it or you don't, you have it or you don't. So in that article, you talked about so many ways in which like Tantra 
can be used to kind of create similar like passion. So we would love, 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 love to dive into that. Anything <laughs> in the world. We can talk about our favorite sex scenes. <laughs> we can talk about it all. Yeah. Yeah. Bridgerton was, it was the way they demonstrate that passion and the, that electricity is really beautiful. And, and I would, I do want to say that, that Tantra is not a replacement for chemistry. If there is no chemistry to begin with, you're not, Tantra is not going to fix that, right? So you do have to have a, a base of chemistry. I practice Tantra with, with no chemistry, meh, yeah, right? but, but I practice like my husband is like hot. <laughs> <laughs> that's a fair warning to lay yeah. out there in the beginning. And I appreciate that. Yeah, my mind that's would important. Have been like, I can do this with anyone. I can pick anyone. <laughs> you. you. <laughs> yeah. You might have a good time, but, but you do, you do need, there does need to be that chemistry, um, uh, present and to work with, to work with, and we, that chemistry we refer to as yogic energy. So it means that both of you have compatible yogic energy and their sparks are flying. Right. And then you build upon that. So, you know how, for many people, you may have chem chemistry and it dwindles, it goes away, yep. right. That's pretty common, the honeymoon phase, and then it goes away. And then you're like, meh. Right, <laughs> chemistry just faded a long time ago between she and I. That's a lie. It's still fire. It doesn't look like it. It does not look like your chemistry has faded. Thank at all. you. <laughs> That's not what I'm getting over here. <laughs> I'm getting electricity. Um. I told you we had sexual chemistry. I told you there was sexual tension between us. We'll talk about it later. We'll need to talk about that with Jurgen, but. <laughs> We'll I can out. teach you some tantra to build on that if you want. Perfect. <laughs> anyway, anyway. <laughs> what I was talking about uh, in the Bridgerton article is is um, you know if these if this couple they I would say that they would be a great couple to work with in terms of tantra to so that their initial connection wasn't just a flash in the pan to help them cultivate longevity so that that relationship does say does stay sparkly it does stay ever new it does stay rich and it doesn't get dull and boring that doesn't mean that the honeymoon phase doesn't fade it just be, it fades into something else it turns into something else and so it doesn't it doesn't lessen in terms of that um, desire or attraction it just changes form and it deepens and it becomes even more rich and full and like trust evolves and the depth of intimacy like you can go places in a committed partnership that you can't go with a one in a one night stand or even just like a six month relationship so tantra gives us these tools to continue cultivating and deepening that intimate connection with our partner so that it lasts a lifetime okay can we talk about what we saw in Bridgerton yes. that is reflecting this like passion that we could get from Tantra? Like, what are we seeing that makes it so electric and like, oh, I want it type of vibe? <laughs> yeah. See how much uh, they like the show. <laughs> <laughs> but for me, it was the connection. They gave really beautiful examples. So I think in the article we talked about, you know, the bee sting thing and he's all like, ah, freaking out. And she's like, but my Lord, <laughs> I'm unharmed, you know? And she did well. a tantric yeah. thing, which she put her hand on, one of her hands on his heart and to help soothe and calm him. So that's a, that's a kind of a trauma informed thing we do with somatic anchoring, but also that connection to the heart center, right? So Bridgerton wasn't ju just about sex, it was sex and love. Mm. 
That's why we're so turned on by it. If we just want sex, we can watch Pornhub, right? <laughs> but it was the sexual tension, the, the electricity mixed with the love that was so electric. And so, so I think uh, enthralling for us to watch. And so that again is the foundation of Tantra. It's not just about the fucking. It's not just about penis and vagina and the sex tricks. It's about how to weave and unite the heart, the genitals and the mind and the brain. And so I thought that was really beautifully displayed through Bridgerton in all these little kind of like, what are they called? Vignette kind of scenes where they really emphasize that, that connection with love, presence and compassion. I also saw that in that beasting moment. She had such compassion for him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I wanna talk a little bit more about the hand to heart because there's another point at which he puts his hand on her heart while he's going down on her. So can you talk yes. a little bit more about like, what does that do when you put your hand on somebody's heart? Like physiologically, emotionally, spiritually, all of it. <laughs> I, I, I wanna ask you, have you, have you had that experience of, of putting your hand on someone's heart or someone doing that to you? I have not, like not specifically on my heart, like yeah. grabbing my boob. Yeah. But it was not in like a heart way. Right. You know, not that it was in a bad way, but it just, no, but it, it wasn't like intentionally, like I'm putting my hand yeah. to connect with your heart. I've never experienced it either. <laughs> <laughs> Nor I, and I'm sad, but it looks you guys can great. Try it. You can try it together. <laughs> just we don't kidding. really touch as much as we just <laughs> yeah, said that we know. have sexual attention. We're not I really touchy people. We really aren't. Yeah. But but I would love to try it and <laughs> hear what those benefits are for sure. Yeah. So so uh, an instruction that one of my tantra teachers gave me is whatever energy you hold in your heart comes out the palms of your hands. You have energy centers in the palms of your hands. So when I put my hand on you, whatever I, emotion or energy I feel in my heart is going to transmit from my body to yours. And so there's a few things that were going on in that scene where he's, you know, in her yumminess and he's got his hand over her heart center. And so how that landed for me is number one, grounding keeping her anchored in her body and anchored in her heart. But also he was transmitting to her his pleasure from what he was doing with her. So we created like the cycle or the circuit of connection and erotic energy. So I'm gonna invite you listeners, if you have the opportunity and your partner's going down on you and they really enjoy it, take their hand and place it over your heart and see if you can feel anything different because your partner could potentially be transmitting to you some of the pleasure they're getting from going down on you. So it's anchoring, it's transmitting, and it's a gesture of love and affection, right? If it just, when, when my partner puts his hand on my heart, it feels so grounding and so connective and safe. It feels safe to be vulnerable and to let go fully into my pleasure and my ecstasy. So that's what I was reading in that moment. Yeah, absolutely. And that's like a beautiful way to look at that and like understand it because it's, it's not a sexual thing, but it is a sexual thing. Mm -hmm. And you're just, it is a feeling of love. You're like, oh, you're touching just like a vulnerable part of me, not a very mm -hmm. inherently sexual part of me. So this mm -hmm. feels like a further connection. Yeah. It feels like love, like circling yeah. back to what I was saying, it's connecting the heart and the genitals. So you have this beautiful fire building in your genitals, and then you're connecting it with the heart center. So it's integrated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Damn. I really love their eye contact throughout 
the whole season and the little, I don't know if this would be Tantra at all because it's not as much touching or direct contact, but was more of like a, um, Shonda Rhimes little add in, but like when their pinkies almost touch as she's like passing him, Mm -hmm. that feels energetic because it's like, I'm trying to get close to you and to like, show you. That's exactly what it is. And Tantra is about energy. It's about energy exchange. It's about like, you can be across the room and you can feel my energy and we can have a sexual charge or an emotional charge or both and be feeling each other from across the room. We're not just physical bodies, we're energy bodies too. So yes, exactly. I love how she demonstrated that desire for connection and that like energetic tension in the small moments. Cause I think she, she did that a lot with characters in, um, scandal as well. Yes. Like you can see her like overlap, but I love that, like very small energy gesture. Cause it's like, yeah. it is, it's like right here. <laughs> right. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's the subtleties, right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that is also a tantric principles, the subtleties. Cause when we're dealing with the energy, it is very subtle. Energy bodies are very subtle and they're malleable and it doesn't take a whole lot for them to react and respond. Mm-hmm. Unlike physical bodies, which need a lot of like manipulation often. Mm-hmm. So yeah. <sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Are there other places on the body that placing a hand like during a sexual act could be specifically like grounding or like you know, add to the overall pleasure? Absolutely. So um, putting the heel of the palm uh, um, uh, in, well, I'll just say the entire palm covering the vulva. So the whole hand covering the vulva with the the palm kind of pressing into the pelvic floor is really grounding and really rooting, particularly if someone is moving through a trauma response. So, you know, sometimes people release and heal during sexual intimacy. And so if a partner has a trauma response, and this is, you know, male or female, putting the hand over the genitals and cupping them and holding them is really grounding and anchoring and soothing. Okay. Mm-hmm. As well as the belly. The belly as well is another place to hold that's very anchoring and nurturing and secure. Right. The the spots on my body that I've like often felt feel the best are the ones where your hand like melds perfectly to like the surface, you mm-hmm. know, where you can like feel it the whole like the whole thing. It just feels closed in. Like you were talking mm-hmm. about it yesterday, like the pressure of mm-hmm. things. And that's almost the same feeling where it's like, I'm feeling the, the perfect pressure of yeah. where my hand is. Tits, I don't know, <laughs> anything. <laughs> yeah. And so, so in regards to Tantra, have you communicated that to your partner where you like them to touch you and how you like to be touched? I don't have one. Do you have you? <laughs> um, not really when my partner and I talk a lot, but I, that's really never a conversation right. that we've had, which is so interesting. Cause it's like, why haven't we had that conversation? It like, doesn't make sense to me. Right. And it's not that I've been scared to, it's like, I haven't had the words to really be like, I really like just when your hand is here. Uh-huh. So that will be a conversation. Yeah, He'll, he'll listen to this podcast. So he'll be all into it. But <laughs> sometimes yeah. throughout the day, like I find myself holding like right here mm-hmm. and I feel like that feels really good to me. And I don't know 
if I'm tired <laughs> or if it's like a spot on my body that just feels really good but for I'm, those that aren't watching her neck. Oh yeah, yeah. My neck. So it's like reaching up and around to the other side of my neck and like, it just, it feels really good and my hand fits perfectly. So that's like one of my favorite spots. And it's, yeah, it sounds very comforting to you. So what I would encourage you to do is next time you're dating someone, see how receptive they are to touching you and holding you in the way that feels secure and comfortable to you. Mm -hmm. I will. I want to talk a little bit about breathing techniques and the breathing that happens in Bridgerton that we see some examples of. Um, In the article, you talked about arousal breath. I would love to just get into all of that different everything breath. Yeah, Yeah, so there are are various different types of arousal breaths, but usually they're short, fast breaths, and they're to get the heart rate up and increase arousal. And so I noticed that, like, that was one of the things that the, the, um, the editor and writer of the article was interested in was the way that they were breathing. And so what I observed, it wasn't, what they were doing wasn't necessarily Tantra, but if they brought mindfulness to it, they could have made it Tantra. But, but the breath was a response to their arousal. The breath was, was a response to, their, to the activation of their, of their nervous system and this desire, again, for connection and intimacy. So that panting and that quick kind of breath, that's what I was referring to. But at the end, like the closing, closing, one of the closing scenes where they're like making love, they were doing a tantric breath there. Absolutely. They gave you a little hint of one. I can't remember exactly, exactly what it was, but it was, they were looking into each other's eyes and they were doing a breath there. And I was like, that is an arousal breath. That is a <laughs> breath. And it's, of course, they save it for like the various, like two seconds right. Right, <laughs> for the credits or something like that. But that, that was an actual, so if, if, if they want, so they were, it was a demonstration of, of them potentially doing a tantric practice. So she was in on top of him, which we call yab yam, you know, sitting position, female superior. And they were looking into each other's they were making eye contact so there was a lot of intimacy and they were sharing their breath that is an ask that is a tantric practice okay are there any other ways to share breath without being like so close like if you don't really want to breathe into someone's mouth or have someone breathe into you where are other places you can share your breath yeah so um uh, many of the breathing techniques that we teach are in and out through the nose so we teach a series of tantric breathing methods. Uh, we call them um, uh, tantric union breathing. Um, and they consist of a series of different breaths. And the first one is harmonized breath. And harmonized breath, uh, you can be sitting close, like we call yab yam, or you can, uh, you can be friends and you can be sitting on the couch like you are now and turn facing each other. And you can just have your knees touching and you put one hand on each person's heart and look into each other's eyes. And then you just breathe together at the same rate and the same pace in and out through the nose. And the wonderful thing about this is that as your respiratory rate begins to uh, entrain, it's called entrainment to each other, your nervous systems actually synchronize, they entrain to each other. So your heartbeats actually begin to beat at the same pace and the same rhythm your nervous systems begin to respond to each other in a more settled way. And they, uh, science has shown that your brainwave patterns actually uh, begin to synchronize. So you synchronize in the, in the brain, you synchronize in the heart, and you synchronize in the nervous system just by harmonizing your breath together. Sounds like a magical power. Yeah. It is. It and is. And the way you're describing it too, like if two friends were to do it, that's another point to prove that it doesn't have to be sexual. Mm -hmm. It's about connectedness Mm -hmm. and like synchronizing with your body. 
Exactly. And I've taught that breathing practice to people online, like you guys are now, and we've synchronized and harmonized our nervous systems and moved into a really deep, precious place. Just like no sex, no, no, there's no, it's totally platonic relationship, just a deeper level of energetic connection through this practice. That's so cool. Are there like particular speeds or patterns like that, you know, can bring about different energetic states? Absolutely. Yeah. So as I was saying before, short, fast breath is going to increase arousal. Long, slow breaths are going to soothe and relax the nervous system. So there's another specific breath that we use called the ocean breath. And that uh, it, you, it's a, a, a mouth breath, so to speak, and you make a sound and it's, ah, and you just do that over and over and over again. It almost sounds like a yawn, but it's an intentional breath. And that breath specifically uh, activates the parasympathetic branch of the autonomic nervous system and uh, can switch someone out of a fight or flight response. So if someone's having a trauma response or is really activated or a stress response, they can do this breath and help regulate their own nervous systems. And how do you breathe in for that one? Through the mouth. Okay, so it's all through the mouth. <sighs> Is that why people sigh? Do they not understand? Like, is, is that, are we not understanding that that's our body trying to regulate? Exactly. Ah, I get Tantra. <laughs> yeah, I've got it. Exactly. <laughs> See, it's science, right? It's just yeah, science. It's just Eastern science, but it's totally corroborated by Western science. Right. That is so interesting. I'm loving this. They're having fun. Yeah. <laughs> I would love to get a little bit more into the arousal breath too. And mm. so like we were talking about, like actually sharing breath, does that mean like mouth to mouth as if you are kissing and then breathing in and out uh, that way? Like, no. So there's a couple of different ways you can do an arousal breath, like a fire breath in and out through the nose, which I hate. So I never do it. But, um, uh, what I saw them doing in Bridgerton was more like a panting again, <sighs> Okay. Right. And that's really good if you're close to each other. Right. I don't want to be across from you like, <laughs> like <laughs> that's a lot of energy <laughs> for each other. So that's really hot when you're together. And so it's a way, again, of building passion, but also kind of dispersing passion. So if your partner's a little bit too, if you're in a heterosexual relationship and your partner's a little bit too close to ejaculation, <laughs> can help him disperse some of the energy and, and, and calm down, bring it back from the edge, shall we say. That's, That's such a good trick. Cool. Yeah, if you want to go there. So one of the things we specialize in is teaching men to separate orgasm from ejaculation and become fully multi-orgasmic. We heard of that and I had mm -hmm. no idea that that could be a thing, but you can do that with your breath, you're saying. You can do it with your breath and, and uh, physical movements. So um, uh, working with your certain spots with the anatomy with your hands to retrain the body to separate that mechanism uh, of orgasm and ejaculation. So you do it with your breath, you can do it with manual methods and you can also do it with muscular contractions and just intention. So it depends on the person, it depends on the man, how easy he will find the practices. But that's one of the things that we specialize in our school is giving them the methods to cultivate their own ability to separate orgasm from ejaculation and become multi-orgasmic. Men can have over 11 different kinds of orgasm. Ejaculation is only one. Oh, they shouldn't get that many, but that's cool. We get, <laughs> look, we get 15. Oh, okay. So we still win. <laughs> yeah. I like that. Yep. Over 15 different types of orgasms that we get. Holy oh, wow. shit. So is Tantra also 
could you breathe yourself into an orgasm without physical touch? Absolutely. Yes. That one of the 15. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yeah. And there's, there's people who specialize in that. I'm not one of them Uh, because, because my orientation is more about healing and transforming trauma. I haven't ever had a student that's like, oh, I feel traumatized because I can't have an energy orgasm. That hasn't ever happened to me. So I don't spend a lot of time (laughs) I could be right here. (laughs) I I don't spend a lot of time on that one, but but I have colleagues who specialize in that. And I've certainly had energy orgasms myself just from breath. I mean, at a certain point, you can just do a few short breaths and contract the pelvic floor muscles and you can start to feel ripples and activation and and bliss. Yeah. Um, So I also want to talk about kissing because kissing is one of my favorite things to do in the entire world. So Mm -hmm. is there a way to really like heat up kissing with Tantra without wanting it to lead to sex, you know, just really Mm. wanting a passionate moment. Mm -hmm. And how would you do that with Tantra? Yeah. So number one connection. So oftentimes what we teach people to do is begin by connecting with that breath practice, that Tantric union breathing. And so that's going to establish an emotional and an energetic connection. My experience of really great kissing is when my heart and soul are in it right? Mm -hmm. So first is to get present and connected. So then I like, I want to put my mouth all over you. And that, and then you just dive into the kissing in order to have it not turn into sex is you just communicate with your partner. Hey, I just want to make out. Can we make out for 10, 15, 20 minutes without it going any further? So you set that boundary in place before you engage in the session and you just clarify and communicate about that boundary. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. I guess communication makes sense. Mm-hmm. Could you do like synchronized breathing while you're kissing with that through your nose? Yeah. Or would that be too much like on the body? <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I haven't ever tried that quite frankly. There is a, another breath that we do called alternate breathing that very often does lead into kissing. So with the alternate breathing, uh, one, one partner will exhale through their mouth and the other partner will inhale through their nose. And then that partner will exhale through the mouth while the other partner inhales through their nose. So it creates this beautiful like infinity symbol of of energetic connection that just kind of weaves back and forth. And very often after several of those breaths, kissing begins. Okay. (laughs) Gotta make sure to brush your teeth with that one. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, always. Because if you want to have a hot, passionate kissing session, brushing your teeth is a good place to start. Yeah, it's a place to start. And then with kissing too, you could probably use some of those hand placements to really enhance the experience. Look, you're you're a little tantra educator. I I guess I'm a little more into that. Uh, you're, you're creating your own little curriculum. Will you kiss and put the hand on the heart, the hand on the back, small the back, nibble on the neck a little bit. There you go. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So again, it's about connecting and being present and also responding to the cues and the signals of the other person's body, right? That happens naturally when we're connected. When we feel connected and invested in each other's pleasure, then 
just these wonderful things just naturally spontaneously arise from the bottom up. That that's an emphasis that I place in Tantra. It's not about this intellectual like technique and understanding like all this stuff from the intellect. It's about being in the body and allowing the body to guide you, allowing the energy flowing through the body to guide you into connection. And magic occurs. So you could be having this kissing session and your partner just, you know, touches you on the back of the neck in the most perfect way because they're so he's so synchronized or he or she is so synchronized to your nervous system and so attuned to your body that they just know exactly where to touch you. Ah, I would love that. <laughs> I would love that. Um, We're manifesting it right now. I know. <laughs> I'm going to keep thinking about it, which I tend to do after interviews. Um, so our listeners are fairly like we're just all new. We have a lot of questions. Mm -hmm. We're a little inexperienced with new topics and subjects. So if someone wants to try these like breathing techniques, um, how do you one, bring it up maybe to a partner mm -hmm. and push past maybe a little bit of the awkwardness of like synchronizing your breathing, being really close eye contact, looking mm -hmm. directly at them, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. but you're interested, but how do you move past like the kind of uncomfy part? Yeah. So, so if, if the partner's triggered by the word Tantra, then I usually just uh, suggest that people refer to it as intimacy and connection because that's the end result, right? Tantra is the tool, the end result is intimacy and connection. And so that can be scary for us, right? Because we don't want to be too vulnerable or we've been shamed or, you know, there's, there's a little trauma there <laughs> in terms of our ability to connect authentically and openly and vulnerably. And so the way I recommend people approaching it is expressing it as a desire for connection. I want to feel more connected to you. And I was listening to this podcast and they were talking about how eye contact and breathing together can make people feel more connected. Would you, let's play a game. Let's, let's try this thing and see how it feels. So that's the other aspect that it's fun. It doesn't have to be this serious, heavy, like, oh, we're going to chop through rock together <laughs> kind of thing, right? It can be playful and light and fun. And you're just playing. You're just playing with being present with each other. You're just playing sitting on each other's laps. You're just playing with putting your hand to each other's hearts and noticing what happens and having fun with it. I would say that fun is the antidote to squeamishness. So it's okay to laugh and smile and like mess up and all. Oh of yeah. <laughs> yes, please. That's it's about being human. Right. It can fart sometimes, you know, like whatever needs That's to happen. You, um, <laughs> gal, so. <laughs> that's so, but that's so good to hear because oftentimes when you hear a new, um, skill or subject, mm -hmm. you're scared to try it because you're scared yeah. to mess up through it. But if the whole at like part of it is to be human and to connect authentically, it's like, yeah, that makes sense then. Mm -hmm. And have fun doing it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of funny because I've seen, um, on like bachelor and bachelorette, they've done like Tantra mm -hmm. dates mm -hmm. and you see them like really laughing through it and like being really uncomfortable. And then by the end, it's almost like, like, damn, did they forget the cameras were there? Like they're doing a really good job actually yeah. taking it seriously. <laughs> and I was like, I could never do that. I could never be that close to someone and not laugh, but it's like, I don't know if you do, if you start laughing and you just drop into like being comfortable it does sound like it really builds a lot of connection. Yes, exactly. And so what I found working with couples is often the laughter is just kind of like the first level. So they're getting present with each other in a way that they haven't in a really long time. And they're looking into each other's eyes and they're like, ah, 
And so that's just the first level. And then they drop in and they actually begin to feel each other. And then they start crying. <laughs> that's wow. usually what happens next. And then they drop in and then they start loving at a whole new level. So, so the laughter is just kind of like blowing off steam. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So it's like a part of it. So just don't be scared. It's usually a part of it. Yeah. 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 And then don't be scared of the tears, I guess. And then don't be scared <laughs> of the tears. Yeah. Then the lovemaking follows. Yeah. <laughs> That's the sequence of events. Yeah. <laughs> How long would a typical like tantric session last before it would lead to sex? Like, have you observed, maybe you haven't observed people having sex though. So I don't know. <laughs> no, I, I mean myself, but I usually don't watch my clients have sex. Yeah. Um, so, you know, ta- we, Tantra would be the whole, whole container. That's the way we teach. And so we usually recommend, and you know, again, it depends on your lifestyle. It depends on how much time you can carve out. We usually recommend a minimum of an hour And if you can, like, you know, I like to have whole Tantra days. And that doesn't mean that I'm making love and breathing and doing the methods all day. But Tantra is also about connecting with our sensuality, connecting with our environment, and just pleasure, just having fun. So on my Tantra days, I do things that I really love. We take walks, we have brunch, we just have a lovely day where the whole day we're building connection and touching and holding hands and sharing words of appreciation and just doing things that we enjoy together. And then from there, we take all of this fun, juicy connection and we bring it to the bedroom and we do some breathing. We, I, I'm a bath queen. So we always take a bath. (laughs) My partner massages my feet in the bathtub and all sorts of lovely things. And then we do some breathing, maybe some sensual massage and it just kind of evolves and it looks different every time, depending on what we both want. You know, sometimes we may spend 20 minutes breathing. Sometimes it's like, you know, skip the breathing. I want some oral sex. So it really just depends on on what's arising for both of you in the moment. And there isn't a there isn't a a, a blueprint that you have to follow. I, mm-hmm. We provide blueprints that you can follow right. if you want to, but it's important to really be organic and to really just kind of follow the flow of the energy as it arises. Right. That makes sense. Less rules makes more of an authentic experience, mm-hmm. which exactly. feels good. Yes. yes. Oh, that was so beautiful. You answered all of our questions just so beautifully and thoroughly. And like, I feel like I have more questions, but just like for myself. And so I'm so excited to dive more into this personally. And Mm -hmm. yeah, where can our listeners continue connecting with you after this episode? Yeah, so my personal website is DaveyWardTantra.com, and I will be opening my one-on-one personal coaching program starting this fall. So if you do want to work one-on-one with me, I will be available again this fall. Um, If you're interested in learning more about Tantra in general, we have lots and lots of free offerings, uh, as well as a a $20 a month membership program, so you can get a taste of Tantra, decide if you like it, and either keep playing with us or not. And you can find out more about that at AuthenticTantra.com, and all of that is on our homepage of our website. You can just go there and see all of our free stuff and our membership and enjoy it. Oh my God. Oh my God. So I don't know. My favorite thing is just learning how to fuck like a Bridgerton. I love how much we can refer to the season and, uh, you know, Davey can explain how those little moments are Tantra and are these like intentional sexual tension building that you can like, that like obviously like she said chemistry is like an important thing can uh-huh. i say like one more time maybe just two um, more times just two more times like like <laughs> um 
fucking A now. I'm going to say it over <laughs> and over and over again. But? But you can build things and you don't have to be these like perfectly passionate fuckers. <laughs> fuckers! <laughs> right yeah. away. That's something you can build on. Yeah. Um, because I wouldn't necessarily say that I'm like inherently <laughs> right. Passionate. <laughs> I also really enjoy the practice of like being intentional in just your time together, like sitting with each other. Cause I mean, we were talked about batch, how Mm -hmm. that eye contact can get kind of funky, but you always see them relax into it. And it actually does sound really erotic to just like sit with someone and like almost not touch them, but want to. What if you do that tonight instead of a hand job? We're just going to breathe at each other. Thank you. Because I'm sniffly. <laughs> Is that erotic? I literally, I have so much allergies right now. I know. It's really upsetting. Um, That's yeah. why a blowjob would be hard, though. Yes. Right now, peak allergy season. Like going down on someone. me. Whatever you got between your legs, it would be hard be to hard. have my breathing muffled anymore than it already is. <laughs> my breathing muffled. Muffled. Muff is a new favorite word of ours. Uh, as well. It's so good. Who's that character? There's a character named Muffy, right? I don't think so. Yeah, there is. From something. Don't. I feel like you're, you think it's on Big Mouth, but it's not. No. Muffy is the. She's an Arthur. Oh. <laughs> She wears a purple dress and has oh, braids. Oh, that bitch. She looks like a muff. <laughs> <laughs> they knew what they were doing. They knew what they were doing with that one. Um, uh, anyway, thank you, Davey, for being on the podcast today. You are a true delight. And thank you to our listeners uh, for tuning in. And if you want to thank us, head on over to Apple Podcasts to rate, review, and subscribe to Honey Do Me Podcast. You can also rate us on Spotify, which is cool, because I actually think most of our listeners are on Spotify. So there's a little yeah. fun fact for you based on our demographics. Demographics. Numbers, uh, numbers people. Numbers, people. Business. What's the emoji? Fuck. What's very Bridgerton-esque? There's like a big cinderella dress, I think. Reminds me of Bridgerton sure. outfits. Yeah, go ahead, leave that. Or a Pumbersella. What? Uh, like a <laughs> an umbrella. It's what like a. You... Ca- <laughs> it's from the Grinch. Oh. You come down in a tiny Pumbersella. No, no. It's funny. Okay, whatever. Okay. Way to end it weird. <laughs> Way to be weird Way to about it. Awkward. <laughs> Leave me alone. I'll talk to you next week. Okay, bye. bye. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold.